Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Oh, my God! There's a wicked feeling in the air tonight. <laughs> I will never forget the first time that I saw him. He made me tremble. His eyes, they were so cold, man. And behind them was nothing but darkness. And I feared him. <laughs> now he has become just like everyone else. Weak, broken, just a shell of what he once was. His obsession with sympathy has turned a monster into a mere mortal. And now his soul is lost. Stuck in limbo. Limbo is no place for a soul like yours. I think it's time for him to go home. My mission is clear. I believe I found the answer. I don't fear you anymore. Because I am pain. I am suffering. I am Bray Wyatt, the new face of fear. There's nowhere left to go. And at WrestleMania... I will claim the soul I'm waiting for you of the Undertaker. CSTP cast. I am Steve. There is no top. Well, Top Shelf's just across in the other room. There he, he is. I see him. Refuses to do the show with us. Mm. He's big timing us. <laughs> Uh, Mono Nick, also not here, big timing us. But we don't need them, Rev. Oh, we don't. We've got the mighty Reverend in Fuego in the house. What's going on, my brother? Uh, living the dream. I know, it's bright and early. Uh, <laughs> we are off today when we're recording this. We're recording this on a Friday. Friday, uh, Friday. BJ's off to somewhere in Arizona. Yeah, he is. But we came in because, well... WWE superstar, the man that you heard in the intro, Bray Wyatt, will be joining us in just a couple of minutes to talk WrestleMania, which when you hear this, will be this Sunday, March 29th, at 4 p.m. So I figured what better way to get things going for the jam of the week than Bray Wyatt's theme song. Oh. Let's check it out. Pretty mellow. I know it works perfect for this guy though, because he's coming out holding like a lantern, and that and it's dark. Like, yeah, the, the 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 whole arena is dark except for everybody puts their um, flashlights on, and he calls them his fireflies. The song's called uh, Live in Fear, and it's just weird and trippy. 
it does fit him. Watching his promos yep. leading up to uh, WrestleMania. God, man. This is the kind of guy that I'm just totally into. This would be your favorite wrestler if you were still watching wrestling, right? Watching these goosebumps. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there are moments where it's like, where did he even come up with this S? Like, I mean, it's just out there. It's yeah. dark. It's. And then you watch some interviews with him, and I'm sure we're going to hear it when we talk to him. And I'm kind of nervous to talk to him because he isn't very far from the character that we see on television. Obviously, that he's not. Awesome. He's not like an evil human being. I mean, he does. You know, I'm, I'm sure you know. You've seen pictures if you're a wrestling fan. He does great stuff with the Make a Wish Foundation. He's he's a guy who's in touch with his fans and and is doing great things. But he can tap into that dark yes. side, man. Yes, and I love it. I love it, man. I'm so pumped. That I'm pumped and nervous. <laughs> This is like just like 90s like psychedelic rock like reminds me of like the Brian Jonestown massacre or this should be on like the natural born killers soundtrack yes absolutely and I guess I'm trying to remember who originally wrote the song oh uh, some guy Crozer I can't remember his first name but uh and I think I think he was a member of uh, the Jesus and Mary chain uh, Mark Crozer okay which makes sense because it's kind of got like that shoegazer mm-hmm. swirly of guitar thing going on like seriously, peyote trip here, man. Dude, <laughs> they could have used this song in that scene from uh, Entourage when they all did uh, mushrooms. Oh at yeah, the Joshua Tree. Oh yeah, <laughs> that would be actually pretty sick. It was awesome last. We're gonna have to talk to him about that. I should write that down uh, <laughs> because last year for WrestleMania, he came out and Mark and his band performed this song as he came out, and there were all like wearing trippy masks and stuff and it just fit Bray Wyatt and that cult-like figure that he's created perfectly. Yeah. Never really get to hear the whole song when he comes out because at some point he stops it. He blows the candle out on the lantern or... And it goes away. Hits the button that turns off the fake candle. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you can't really take that chance with like real fire. Well, you, you I know. don't know. The last couple of uh, uh, promos, they had him uh, lighting fire That's to the coffin. Yep. And then the, the, the rocking chair in the middle of the friggin' ring. Oh, yeah. Just like the lightning hits and it catches on fire. And... Oh man, I just I love where he's going with this because there's just there's just so much more than just facing the Undertaker. Yep. There's going to be some sort of like swerve that I'm kind of actually really stoked for. I'm that this is I mean, I'm obviously very excited about the Sting match. I'm excited about a bunch of the matches. I I'm, I I think this is going to be a really good WrestleMania. I know some people are like kind of doubting it. Uh, on the internet, of course, because you got oh, the people yeah, who are smarter than everything on the internet. But I think it's like those are the WrestleManias that usually are the best. They're the ones where you walk in, you kind of like, I don't know how this is going to go. And then, you know, you, you can't underestimate the power of Vince McMahon. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to seeing what goes on. But, dude, I mean, I'm. Yeah, that promo even we played in the beginning, like that was a little promo piece that the WWE Uh-oh. put together. Oh, we'll talk about it later. But we got Bray Wyatt calling in right now. Hello, KSW. Hello, it's Joe from WWE. How you doing? Joe, hey, Joe what's, what's up, up, man? Stephen Rev up, here, gentlemen. How you all doing? All right, doing great, brother. I got brave for you guys. Oh, dude, it's awesome. All right, cool. We're gonna be uh, we're gonna be taping or live. Uh, taping. BJ called in six, so we came in though, and we're gonna run it out, and we're gonna clip it into our best stuff today. All right, cool, man. Yep. So, uh, so Stephen is uh, Rev, right? Yep. 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 Hey, all right, cool, guys. Hang on one second. We got about uh, nine minutes. Cool. That's cool. Sweet. All right. Bray Wyatt. Hello. 
Bray. Hey, you're, you're on with Steve and, um, and Rev, and this will be a taped interview in Seattle. Right on. Bray, my man, how are you? I'm fantastic, bro. How are you? I'm good. I, I'll be honest. I, I've talked. I've been very lucky uh, to be able to speak to many wrestlers. I've been a fan my entire life, and I don't think I've ever been more excited and nervous to talk to a wrestler than I am to talk to you right now. <laughs> don't be nervous, man. <laughs> you make me feel weird, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I have that effect on people. I gotta say, dude, like just from the minute that you came in, I remember watching you when you were coming up through the de- developmental and thinking, "Oh man." When this guy gets his chance in the WWE, things are going to be, he's going to turn it upside down. And it was almost like, I, I can't say overnight, because I know that's that, 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 I mean, you've been busting your ass and, and putting in a lot of work, so it's not like an overnight sensation. But it feels like the minute you came into the WWE, it, it's like the fans needed something like you, and, and, and you just completely created, I know like you're this cult like character, but it's almost like you have created a cult with some fans. Yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy environment man and how much it's like you said from NXT to hear how much it's grown and how much like it's just become me you know and uh that's that's the type of thing we wanted to give is something open-ended something different something people couldn't just put their finger on you know uh Bray Wyatt is is an enigma it's like you can't explain Bray Wyatt in a couple words and uh people have responded like crazy and it's it's been a wild ride so far man uh, that's an interesting thing you say. How it's in, in, like engulfed you. I was, you know, you hear that with some actors when they play a character, they just become that character. Like you know, Heath Ledger when he was being the, the Joker, and they said on the set it was just kind of weird because it's almost like the character took over his life. Do you feel like the Bray Wyatt character has taken over you, or you're finally getting to be more of yourself, and and that's what the Bray Wyatt Bray, Bray Wyatt character is? That's exactly what it is. Uh, I was in a dark place uh, in my life. When I started uh, uh, portraying Bray, and uh, me and Bray are all one and the same. Wow. My views on the world and, and uh, society as a whole and everything that I disliked about the world, I was finally able to just tell all. And, and like I said, people respond to that because they can associate with it. And I never knew that, that people felt like me and thought like I did. And it wasn't until... It wasn't until I started uh, doing it live that, that I realized what what a powerful thing we have here. How do you not like? I mean, you had to fight a smile off your face as you continue to watch these flashlights grow and grow <laughs> in the arena. Like, I mean, I know you have to be who you are, but I would I'd be like, holy <laughs> ass, this is awesome! They're 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 buying what I'm selling, and I'm loving this. <laughs> well, well, you know, you know, it's powerful when you see when I'm walking down to the ring and I see someone like Big Show or. You know, John Cena, one of those guys that's been here however long, and and I'm walking down the aisle, and I can see them in the ring just looking around. Yeah, you know, almost in astonishment because you know you can I can't explain it to you. It's like when you're there in the arena, uh, even if you're sitting in the crowd and you're just looking around, it's just a it just has this wowing effect. It's just it's just amazing, man. It's really cool that, and that's something that. People started doing it on their own, and you know that's an ode to, you know, my hard work. I feel is people are responding, and they they want me to know to keep going, keep digging further, and uh, you know that's that's a big show of respect, I think, and I appreciate that. 
it's funny because, like, you know, in our business and every business, I'm so sick of the word organic. They're always like, hey, let's try and do things <laughs> organic. And it's like you want to see a great example of organic. And I, and I, I use the term in, in, in complete positivity and as the utmost compliment to you because you're right. Like, it, it wasn't something that you could plan. It's not like you could send out a memo and say, hey, everybody, put on your flashlights. You know, like, it's like yeah. it, it, it's just going to happen or it's not. And, and, and it's such a testament to you, to you and your character. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's really cool, man. Like, and they even started calling themselves the Fireflies. Yeah, I mean, that's awesome. That's not something I said, hey, let's, let's, now that they're lightning, putting flashlights up all over the arena every time I come out, I'm like, oh, name, you know? So it's kind of cool. It's like my own little army I have, and every town I go to, this cool effect that Bray Wyatt brings, and that's what Bray Wyatt is so special and is known for now, you know? It's very cool. I love so much how you, uh, I mean, you even said yourself how in, in, enigmatic that Bray Wyatt is. Um, it, it brings back, uh, it invokes emotions and uh, characters such as like Goldust and stuff. You don't know what you're about. And it also brought it back to the fact that how much I idolize The Undertaker. Yeah. And it really seems that you are idolizing him as well, but in a in a really different and like uber creepy way, man. I just, I think I, I just, I love it so much. Yeah. Yeah, that's something too that I'd like to be clear is that there will never be another Undertaker. There is only one Undertaker. I'm not trying to be the next Undertaker. I know a lot of people have tried to put me in that category, but that's not my place. And my place is to be the first Bray Wyatt, you know. And we're talking to Bray Wyatt, WrestleMania, happening on Sunday, March 29th, 4 p.m. over here. You can watch it on the WWE Network, 999. And uh, I got to ask you about the Undertaker match. You got a guy who hasn't wrestled since last WrestleMania, who is definitely towards the end of his career. So, you know, there's obviously going to be, you know, as they say, ring rust and things like that. Is that a nerve-wracking thing for a guy like you? That there's a lot of, and I mean, as a fan, I feel like there's probably a lot of pressure that you must be feeling that, okay, this is... You know, all eyes are on me. I got a, I, I got a guy who hasn't been in the ring in a year, and the last time he was in the ring, it, 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 it seemed like he had to go to the hospital after everything was all said and done. Do you feel pressure that, like, hey, I got to carry this, or, or what's going on in your head, man? You, you're taking on the dead man. This, this is how I feel about it. The Undertaker is the Undertaker. There's only one. If a normal man you were, we were talking about here was was older or or uh, hadn't been in the ring in a long time. You know, maybe some of that would come into effect, but we're talking about The Undertaker here. Yep. He, I haven't seen him. I, I've been begging for him to come out, but when he shows his face, I know that I have to be on top of my game because The Undertaker is the most lethal entity that has ever been in this industry. And if, and if I don't bring my A game, and if I don't show... Have have my best showing in my career. I will lose to the Undertaker at WrestleMania. That's not what I want. He is he is power. He is everything power, and that is that is the mystery and legend of the Undertaker. That's so. Oh oh man, I can't wait. That's the match I'm most pumped about. (laughs) What's going on entrance wise? You got something special like last year? I mean, when you had Mark Rozer and his band come out or, or perform as you were coming out. I mean, it was like Goosebump City for us fans. Oh yeah, it's uh, the entrance is a very big part of me and him, and uh, all I can say that uh, uh, all I will be able to say is just do not give in to astonishment. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I know this is probably in a silly world. How awesome would it be if your pops came running out and stole the urn like Royal Rumble 1995? <laughs> 
<laughs> I have my own right now. I don't know if you saw. I have yeah. My own <laughs> Is so, it crazy <laughs> to think like 20 years ago, almost to the date that uh, IRS uh, Mike Rotunda wrestled The Undertaker? Yeah, I actually had someone when I came out in uh, uh, at Fastlane, the pay-per-view. Uh, I was in the coffin, and as I was being carried back, I heard somebody scream out to me, your father couldn't do it, and neither will you. Oh, wow. <laughs> I, wanted to just, I wanted to just kick the coffin open and go and pull that guy out. <laughs> Bring him with you, man. <laughs> what was that feeling like? Fast, I remember watching Fastlane and the pop that when the when the, the bells went off, everyone thought The Undertaker was going to be the guy coming out of that casket, and it was just like, that was like the, the, there was just some serious anger you could hear in the crowd that it, when you came out, I was like, this is unbelievable. What a great moment. Uh, I wish you could have heard me just laughing hysterically in the coffin as I was coming out. <laughs> Knowing <laughs> what like, they were up to. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh, they are going to be so angry when they find out. <laughs> so I, I know we got to let you go, uh, Bray, and it's been an honor getting to talk to you. One last quick question. Uh, who, what, besides your match, what match are you most excited to check out at uh, WrestleMania? Oh, no doubt the uh, latter match is going to be insane. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but uh, I think I really want to see um, uh, Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar. Yeah, yes. I mean, that's a that's a matchup of two really really tough dudes. You know, I know. Believe me, two really tough cats, and uh, I want to see how physical and how dangerous that match gets. You know, it's one of those I'll be hopefully happily celebrating. You know, watching the last match and uh, you know uh, enjoying it. Absolutely. Uh, Bray, uh, looking forward to it. Like I said, WrestleMania 29 happening on uh, WrestleMania on March 29th, 31. Uh, (laughs) Getting everything all mixed up, man. Uh, 4 p.m. on the WWE Network. It's been been a pleasure getting to talk to you, man, and uh, and good luck next Sunday. Yeah, anytime, man. Thank you very much. See ya. Oh, oh, pick pick it back up. Did we get him? Oh, oh, oh. Damn it. Way to go, Rev. You hung up on our buddy Joe. Sorry, Joe. (laughs) Damn it. Maybe he'll call back. Yeah, maybe he will. <laughs> Dang oh, it. Oh, dude, that was cool. That was cool. Just, uh, he, he, I, well, however the cell phone was, man, I don't know. It just is, it, it, it accentuated yeah, the every, creepy factor. Every time I've heard him, I was kind of <laughs> nervous because in the past I've heard interviews where you couldn't really hear him with the cell phone connection. I heard him fine, yeah. but it's just his voice is just, just something like really ominous about mm-hmm. it. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, man. It's that, that, that Cajun vibe. Yeah. I really love that. Uh, it, it just lends that that, that creepiness, man. And uh, I just uh, he brought up Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar, and I'm just I'm just hoping Roman Reigns destroys Brock. Yeah, I know you are. For I, sure. I know it probably isn't going to have him, but I I'm, I wanted I wish man he's honestly I was nervous about that interview. I don't know why I was because he was amazing. Um, oh yeah, I wish we had like another half hour with the dude because I did I would love to get into the psychology of everything because. He's right. Like when he's coming out and the crowd has reacted the way he is, and, and it was, he's tried. I mean, they're setting him up as being more of a bad guy over the past, you know, years, but it's like, like Stone Cold in the past or CM Punk in the past. You just, you can't control how the fans are going to react. But as another wrestler, like a big show or a John Cena, who kind of are quote unquote more traditional style, like when they're mm-hmm. established as a baby face, you know what they are. When they're established as a heel, you know what they are. There's no really blurred lines. I wonder if it's a frustrating thing for them to see this relatively new guy. Doing what he does, bucking the trend, and the fans are eating it up. You know it, what I mean? Like, is it like that, one of those? Is it an awkward thing? You know, it's a cult of personality, definitely, yeah. because it's like no matter what you want someone to go, if the crowd wants them to go the other way, 
you gotta you gotta morph it. But I mean, Vince McMahon, uh, as much as people want to give him crap, he's been smart enough to recognize that a lot. Yeah, and been able to do that. Um, I, I I'm excited. I might actually get this WrestleMania too, oh, just to watch good, it, man. Dude. Just because I want to be able to I want to be able to see. I just want to see how this is going to play out. I, you got two guys whose styles aren't fast paced, which makes sense. I yeah. think they picked the perfect guy for the like. I, like he even said, "You don't. We have. I mean, we have no idea what Undertaker has not been on TV since the last WrestleMania. That's amazing. I didn't yeah. realize that. And then I was looking uh, online, and a lot of people trying to figure out what they're going to expect. Some people are thinking it's going to be a, a a different type of Undertaker, right? Um, since we haven't seen him in a while, it's and like a different look. We don't know. Yeah, I noticed that uh, on that last promo for I think this last Raw or the one where he responded. Yeah, uh, and Undertaker shows all the stuff. Um, it says the man comes around, Johnny Cash, which is Johnny Cash, which yep. he's used Johnny Cash in the past. He has. So I, I'm kind of hoping it's going to be, uh, you know, just kind of an old weathered Undertaker, just getting ready to, yeah, you know, go in for one of his last fights. And I, I, I don't see Undertaker losing just no. because it's the Undertaker. But there's so much more to it than that in this because, right. like. It's like Bray in all of his promos. He's talking about like ascension, and he's talking about, and even said with us, he doesn't want to be the next Undertaker. Right. He wants to be the next him. Yeah, but it's and he's there's posed, something there in there. There's something deep in there. There's a. It is funny when I love the saying of the new face of fear because of that very reason. Like mm-hmm. there, he is not the next Undertaker, but I believe that his character will have that same kind of. Um, um, Elicit the same kind of reaction from the fans. Oh yeah, as the Undertaker for many years to come. Absolutely, it's, just, it's a it's a character that he can continue to evolve. No different than how the Undertaker has done it. Um, it's a character that is always going to touch a nerve because, I mean, we talked to him. It's very close to who he is, mm-hmm. and the best characters are the ones that are almost the person that maybe yeah. that's what made CM Punk so awesome. That's why. Stone Cold Steve Austin was not very good as the ringmaster. You know what I mean? <laughs> like when he became when himself. He had hair. Yeah, exactly. Oh, oh, when he had the gold hair, <laughs> the blonde hair. Gold, yeah. yeah you, know, you know what I mean? The golden locks. Uh, but yeah, yeah, dude, that is definitely. I'm curious to see how the match is going uh, to go pacing wise. I, I hope that the crowd realizes, and I think they will. I mean, you got two very loved characters and figures. Yeah, I they'll think that's going to help a lot. They'll be there for that ride cuz it's going to be I think it's going to have a slow dark feel to the match in yeah. itself. How which often, I'm excited about. How often nowadays does the the action spill out past the ring? I know back in the attitude era it would go out into the sure, you know it the still does. It, Okay, yeah. so it still goes. Mm-hmm. I could see it going along those lines. Yeah. Um uh, I also it was kind of interesting cuz I was looking at it and I mean like Bray Wyatt is the face of fear. And it seems like in order for him to ascend, as he was talking about, he's got to face his fear, which mm. is the Undertaker yeah. at this point. And then I think that's going to be along the lines of just how he's going to be able to just create that creepiness and make Bray yeah. bigger. It's just, you want to face your fears, here it comes. Come and head on. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just, God, man. Like, After hearing that How interview. am I geeking out so much about wrestling? I haven't watched it in so long, but I'm just but see, loving it, man. That's a character that you can geek out about. Like, yeah. I, I mean, and you can't have a million of those characters. There's a reason why The Undertaker Truth. was so awesome is because he was just above and beyond different than everybody else. No different than a guy like Sting. And Sting, 
is the other match that I'm I'm really pumped about, and I know we're going to go into our WrestleMania picks, and we'll do them right after this. I did want to play a clip from Sting at the most recent. By the time this airs, because you know uh, you heard me say next Sunday when we talk to him, but it's actually this Sunday when you're listening. I just want to make things confusing when we had him on. He'd be like, it's not- <laughs> I already effed up the WrestleMania. I'm WrestleMania 29. No wait, <laughs> on the 29th, ah, it's 31. Son of a bitch, I'm not a professional. <laughs> um, they pay you to speak. That's right. They don't. They don't pay me to get it right. Uh, Sting was on the most recent uh, Monday Night Raw where uh, him and Randy Orton teamed up. Like it was a, it, the storyline of Randy Orton is that he's uh, kind of distanced himself from the authority. The authority is like Seth Rollins and his henchman. That's the J and J security. That's Big Show. That's Kane. That's of course Triple H and Stephanie McMahon. That's like the faction, and they're trying to run things. And and Orton was a part of it. And he's now not, and so they were going to deliver a beatdown. Of course, the lights go out. Next thing you know, in the ring, it's Sting. And I'm yes. thinking, if I'm Randy Orton, I'm you know I'm fanboying. Yeah. Oh to. yeah. I mean, you grew up. He grew up in the world of wrestling. You know, being Bob Orton's kid, and now you're in the ring. No different than Bray Wyatt and Undertaker going to be going head to head at WrestleMania. Here you are in the ring with the icon. Like that's pretty damn awesome. And this is the first time that Sting is really doing more than just a quick little. You know, in ring move thing like that. He's actually going to be side by side with the Viper. So you get the Scorpion and the Viper taking people out. After Raw was over on the network, they do their post Raw show, and they had Michael Cole in the ring with Orton and Sting, and it was pretty cool. Orton's like, "I didn't need your help, but I ain't gonna lie, it was pretty cool." And he shook <laughs> his hand, and then they hand the mic over to Sting. And up until now, we haven't heard Sting speak except for a weird promo that they put out where they distorted his voice. Some people were bashing that. They're like, "It doesn't sound like Sting." This is. I thought it was awesome. I thought it worked out perfect. I thought they did a great job. But I was even more excited to hear what he has to say when the mics are live. Mm-hmm. Uh, so here's the Stinger talking to Michael Cole. Sting, tell us about this moment here tonight, live on Raw. I love that the crowd's feeling it. Yeah. I've been waiting 14 years oh, to crap. get inside this ring right here. And it feels smoking good, by the way. And Triple H, I meant what I said when I told you somebody needs to take you down. And that's exactly what I'm gonna do at WrestleMania! Nice. Perfect. Simple, quick, goosebumps. Yeah. Ready to go. That's so cool. He looked good, too, in the ring. Like, I mean, yeah, he's a guy that's pushing 50 or is 50, but, you know, he's he's still got his physique. You know, he's obviously not the old steroid sting, yeah. you know, which is surfer sting. <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean? But, you know, blonde. Yeah, he's not all ripped, but he looked good in the ring. It didn't look weird. You know, it didn't look like an old man trying to keep his, his youth. Yeah. Uh, and they're using him the right way. They're not going overboard by putting him in all the time. So the excitement every time he pops into the ring is pretty awesome, and him and, Ta- uh, him and uh, Triple H, I think, is going to be pretty awesome. And then there, rumor is saying, and of course you can only believe the internet so far, that there could be a, the stage could be set for Sting versus Taker WrestleMania 32 in Dallas. I saw a lot of people uh, already speculating about that. It would be a fun thing. Yeah. I just, uh, those are two of, you know, seriously, my wrestling idols, man. These are the right. guys that had some of the best, the best things that resonated with me. They're, they're you know, I don't, they're gimmicks, but, uh, just been able to just those are the ones that have always brought me back. Yeah. And 
Well, with Bray, that's kind of cool with that. But then yep. seeing like Undertaker and Sting next year, that will be that will be kind of cool. It would be. I know, and obviously it's twenty years too late, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and as far as skill level. But you put those guys in the big in the Super Bowl of wrestling with the energy and the adrenaline. I'm not. I'm not at all worried that they couldn't deliver those are, a great. Yeah, match. these are two guys who have given their all for so long, and there's no way that they're not going right. to and and have nothing but love for each other. And and they know that they wouldn't get into it if they didn't think they could give us something pretty special. Yeah, it's not Ric Flair. <laughs> you know, towards the end of his career where you're like, oh, man, Rick, did, you should have saved some of your money so you don't need to do this to pay your bills, you know, like right, that kind so of a thing. Maybe buy a bra. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> Definitely have like some kind of heart monitor because sometimes it gets a little scary out there. All right, so let's let's do our WrestleMania picks. Uh, I don't know if Toppy, it looks like he's busy in the other room, but he gave me his proxy. There you so, go. You know, we'll fly through these. Uh, it's always fun. Every year we do this, we we come up with our picks, and every year it seems like, the person who's the least knowledgeable wins, which is top shelf. Yeah, either top shelf or Nick. Yep. Yeah, right. And you, I think we just overthink it. That's the yeah. problem. Well, yeah, we've actually got our uh, the ones that we're rooting for. So in spite of logical process, yeah, just get ready for this one, too, because I'm going down the same route. All right, well, we'll start off. The first one is the Andre the Giant M- Battle Royal. It's the Memorial Battle Royal. They started this last year. It's basically, they, they should just call this the, we want to get some more wrestlers in the ring to give them their WrestleMania moment Battle Royal. But yeah. I like I like the idea of it being a nod to Andre the Giant, one of the greatest superstars of all time. Uh, as of right now, from when we started taping this podcast, these are the superstars that are 100% confirmed to be in this match. You got The Miz, Curtis Axel, who's been doing a great job uh, he's a uh, Kurt Hennings kid. Oh, cool! And he's—it's unfortunate, man. The guy, I like the guy, but he still hasn't connected with the fans. But he's starting to with a—he's been—he's been all about Axelmania, and he's got a shirt that looks like Hulkamania, but it says Axelmania, and he says he's going to be the star of WrestleMania. That's awesome. So I've been digging what he's been doing. Uh, you got Ryback, you got Fandang, Fandango, Fandango, Adam Rose, uh, Zack Ryder, Jack Swagger, Titus O'Neil, Darren Young, Big Show, Kane, Eric Rowan. Miz, Damian Mizdow and Sin Cara, and then they're saying possible entries could be Mark Henry, Sheamus, Bo Dallas, a couple of NXT guys like Kalisto, Adrian Neville, and then also Heath Slater, the one-man band. Um, so who do you think? Uh, I'll, I'll tell, Okay, I'll go with the ones that, uh, you know what, I never even pulled up the email with, oh, I, I got it, of Nick's. Top Shelf, he chooses The Miz. Well, he's always going to go for the Miz. His reason being because he was in the real world and he was also <laughs> in all the challenges. So, so Toppy's going Miz. Uh, Nick has decided to go Kane. Yeah, I don't see those guys. Like, I don't see Big Show or Kane needing to be um, in there for anything other than uh, street sweepers. Right. So they're going to come in and they're just going to lay waste to people and then eventually get uh, punked out somehow. Oh man, uh, what were the 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 first three dudes? Miz, Axel, and Ryback. I think Ryback. Okay. I just I'm just gonna go with Ryback. I think uh, I think that's a name that I remember. Oh, he's great. <laughs> he's a guy I would love to interview on the STP cast for sure. Oh um, yeah. Especially, I mean, I feel like he got a bum rap from uh, CM Punk during uh, CM Punk's big uh, podcast yeah. with uh, uh, with um, uh, Colt Cabana. Like he just. I mean, we played the audio. He was, yeah, that's why I remember his name. But I mean, I, I <laughs> you see him in the ring. It's like, well, every other wrestler seems to have no problem wrestling the guy. So you kind of have to, you know, what mm-hmm. what is true and what is just a perception that somebody might have or an issue that somebody has with somebody. Uh, I'm gonna go with, and this is a wild card because he's not even confirmed to be in it. But based on all the, uh, you know, those vignettes that they do to try and hype somebody's return, mm-hmm. Sheamus, going oh, Sheamus. I've been yeah, see, they've been showing a lot of him. Um, I'm curious to see what kind of. Uh, 
revamped version of Seamus it's going to be. I think they need to freshen up his character. Maybe not by looks. I mean, what are you going to do? Make him go into a tanning bed? Uh, but <laughs> with that, I like Seamus as a bad guy way more than I like Seamus as a good guy. At least they didn't have him come out on St. Patty's Day. Right, like and Save doing that something. For corn swoggle. Yeah, as long as they don't do, go along with that. Just uh, he is a pretty much badass. He reminds me a lot. He looks a lot like Abraham from The Walking Dead, uh-huh. who's a total badass. And so it's kind of fun to kind of like uh, switch those back and forth. And I'm like, oh yeah, he looks like that. Just walking out there, whooping some butt. It's kind of awesome. Our next one is going to be the match between Randy Orton and Seth Rollins. So it's the big uh, divide of the authority, the authority, authority. So you got Seth Rollins, Randy Orton. Uh, now, Toppy's reason's pretty awesome because he doesn't even realize that that's why he got why he went with the name Seth Rollins. Toppy said, "I picked it because I thought of Henry Rollins, which makes sense, right?" And that's kind of where he came up. When you know the WWE, I guess what they do is when a new character comes in because he was Tyler Black in the world of Ring of Honor, and he came in you know with a lot of hype. Like they're like, "This is a future of the WWE," and I was kind of bummed. I'm like, "Oh, Tyler Black is a pretty badass name," uh, but they wound up going with Seth Rollins. And it's worked out just fine. I mean, yeah. you know, remember anyone that's complaining about that. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, so, Toppy goes Seth Rollins. Nick's going Seth Rollins. Rev, what are you doing? Um, Seth Rollins or Randy Orton? I think I'm just going to go for Randy Orton for the name value alone. I think that's one of those where it's Randy. So, uh, you you don't – I mean, you can put over a, a, a younger guy and still whoop his ass. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, I think that it's still going to be one of those. I'm going to go with Rollins only because any man that could survive a dong pick being shared on the internet and not be affected by it will not be affected by the RKO. I guess that's a good point. Uh, next one on our list. Let's do it. Uh, Undertaker versus Bray Wyatt. The, the match uh, about the guy that we just interviewed. So, uh, top shelf. He's going with uh, Bray Wyatt. And his reason? Because the Rev will pick Undertaker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's pretty. Yeah. So Toppy's well. going Bray. Uh, Nick is going Undertaker. Yeah. So Nick, uh, Rev, what are you doing? I'm going Undertaker for the technical match win. Uh-huh. But I think there's going to be something bigger there. Yeah. Um, Bray's going to be put over big time. Yeah. And I think it's going to be something along the lines of, yeah, he's going to lose to Undertaker in whatever, you know, by the one, two, three pinfall count. But there's going to be so much more in the storyline. Oh, I, I, he's going to walk away a winner regardless. Absolutely. Man, I'm just going to do it just for the hell of it. Uh, man, my my gut is saying Undertaker. You can't have him lose two WrestleManias in a row. He's not going to come back after what he went through last year to just lose again. But yeah. you know what? Taker's also a company guy in a sense. Like he gets the big picture, which is why he was willing to lose to Brock Lesnar. I oh, think he. Un- I know it. It was <sighs> painful to witness, but it was the most talked about thing for months. Even now, people still arguing and debating it. Like I mean. As a guy who's thinking outside of his character, it mm-hmm. was a brilliant move. So yeah. this is the ultimate moment to pass the urn or the baton. Yeah. Bray Wyatt beating The Undertaker. Wow. Plus, he called in. No, <laughs> I'm taking that call. He's not on the phone. Man, if he... We haven't talked to The Undertaker, have we? No, he barely ever does. He's yeah. one of those guys that really invested in the character. Only recently are you seeing him in these WWE documentaries that they put out. He's starting to pop in the more. So I think once his once he puts the dead man to rest, worry, yeah. I'm really pumped to read either a, a book mm-hmm. or a documentary or at least a, a 
an interview where he just kind of, you know what I mean? Like, I he, feel like he's got 20-something years of pent-up interviews yeah, waiting to come out. Yeah, he would be one of those guys who I would just like to, like, seriously, just sit in a bar and just listen to. Yeah. Because yeah. I don't know, I, first off, I don't know how much I'd be able to talk to him, just because I'd be just awestruck. I'd just be like, huh. Uh, that would be uh, one of those guys where I mean I was uh, nervous with Bray Wyatt, but like he, that nerves the nerves quickly went away when you realize how cool he was. And yeah, he was pretty. You know, he was like, ah, oh, don't be nervous, kind of guy. I feel like if I said the same thing to Taker, he'd be like, yeah, you should be nervous. <laughs> 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 he is just an intimidating figure. Uh, next up, let's talk a little divas. Ooh. AJ Lee and her friend to me, uh, Paige, <laughs> uh, taking on the Bella Twins in a tag team match. Now, uh, Toppy, I. He's decided to go with the Bella Twins because, as, and I quote, they hump ropes. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good so Toppy's going Bellas. Nick has decided to go also with the Bellas. Rev, what do you think? I'm going Bellas, man. I just love them. They're so <laughs> awesome. And, and I, they're just, a, every once in a while they like just wear a certain outfit where you're just like, Bleh. Yeah, right? Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, you know what? I too am going to go Bellas only because I think that uh, AJ and uh, and Paige are going to implode during the match at some point. Oh, well, you just called them frenemies. Come yeah, on, yeah, like they're friends, but they're not. Like it's kind of yeah. like one of those things, and, and and which would set the stage for a great pay per view, AJ and Paige, because the two of them are two of the better. You know, shocking though, over the last like year or so, the Bella Twins, who used to be knocked for being not very good in the ring. Gotten really good. They've like, been working it. You know, maybe That's it's good, may, man. May, maybe being connected to two st- top guys, like you know, mm-hmm. Bree's married to Daniel Bryan, and and Nikki's dating John Cena. Uh, and maybe those guys have just. I'm not trying to say, hey, it's the dudes that helped them, but maybe they've helped like with their in ring psychology and and just how they deliver their matches. Because I've I find myself being entertained by them in the ring, and I used to just enjoy their entrances and fast forward. <laughs> so. Next up, speaking of John Cena, he is taking on Rusev. Uh, and that's going to be Rusev. He's like the, the he's like the bad guy, the bad Russian. Oh, he's sweet. Ivan Drago. Oh, okay. And Cena's Rocky. Okay. I mean, it's really if you need to understand, if you haven't watched any of the promos, just take Rocky Four and replace Rocky with John Cena and Rusev <laughs> with Dol- I mean, with Dolph, uh, Dolph Lundgren with yeah. Rusev and Brigitte Nielsen is Lana. I mean, he's got a hot blonde leggy okay. manager who's, oh, I can't wait to see what she's wearing when they come out. Uh, it's for the U.S. championship, which Rusev currently holds. Oh, man. Yep. Would like, see, is that, is that going a step down for Cena? Like the U.S. Oh, championship? I mean, that's not, I would think in the world of championships, you got the WWE championship. Probably after that is the intercontinental. In, intercontinental and yeah. then after, after that is... Uh, is uh, the U.S. Championship? If you ask me, yeah, I see. I see this one being one of those swerve things. I think I'm going to go with Rusev, uh, hot manager, distraction, some mm-hmm. sort of way. Put over, put over a bad guy to uh, to you know piss off a little bit of the marks a little bit. Yeah, and uh, I think that I, I'm going Rusev. I am going to go. I'm I'm feeling like WrestleMania is going to WrestleMania 31 is the year that they legitimize the championships that aren't. The WWE Championship. Ooh. Reason why I say that is right now you've got, and I don't know what's going to happen between Roman Reigns and uh, and and, uh, and Brock Lesnar. I, you know, I I have a, a gut feeling. And we'll talk about it more when we do it. But if Brock Lesnar continues to be the WWE Champion, he is on such a part time level. I mean, it's ridiculous how part time he is. So we don't really get to see many title defenses. Mm-hmm. So I think they have to figure out a way to up 
the the integrity of the other belts in order for us to find like you know an almost an attachment to them. Yeah. Uh, and what better way than to make John Cena the U.S. Championship? That almost makes it on the same level, almost on the same level as a, a world championship. So, I see what you're saying. So I, I'm going Cena on this one. And what plus, are, you you know, uh, what are uh, Nick and uh, Toppy going on? Oh, I never even told you. No. Oh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> top shelf. He's picking Cena because he's the Marine. Well, yeah. And Nick <laughs> going with Rusev. Nice. Next up, speaking of championships, the WWE Intercontinental Championship. And this is a big ladder match. I am pumped. They haven't done a ladder match at WrestleMania in a while, and those are always my favorites. Back, yeah. I remember back in the with uh, Edge and Christian and oh, the yeah. Hardys and those guys, Deadly were, Boys, oh, killing themselves in the ring with the with the with the t- with the ladder match. It was like a few WrestleMania, like maybe ten WrestleManias ago. I can't remember, but so insane. There was one where I think it was Edge landed on his back, and it was like, Ugh, but it was awesome. Yeah. Uh, Bad News Barrett is the champion, Wade Barrett, and he's gonna be taking on Daniel Bryan. Dean Ambrose, Dolph Ziggler, Luke Harper, Stardust, and R-Truth. Wow. Yeah. This is a big one. It's a big ladder match. Uh, Top Shelf is going with R-Truth of all wrestlers. (laughs) I feel like that's where we pick up some ground. And his reason? Because all of you homers are going to pick Daniel Bryan. I would like to do that, but... Yeah, I don't know. What is it? Where's Nick going before I before I choose Daniel Bryan? Okay, yeah, uh, I think I'm gonna go just because this one is one of those crazy factors, and there's so many going on. I'm just gonna go with kind of a Homer favorite, and I mentioned I mentioned his pops, so I'm gonna go Stardust. All right, on. So because uh, I, it's I, his brother, get it right, brother. It's his brother. Stardust is his brother. Different moms. Oh. Dusty Rhodes is their dad. Oh wow! I didn't even realize that. Yep, I just yep. thought I, I just assumed because Gold Dust has been around for so long. I know. Wow. Okay. Well, I'm still picking Stardust. All right. Fair enough. Stardust, <laughs> Stardust is awesome too. I've really enjoyed what he's uh, what Cody Rhodes has turned that character into has been when, great. When you guys interviewed him, when you talked with him last uh-huh. year, it was so cool. It like, was so trippy. Yeah. It was just I love the fact that he was. He's like, no, I'm gonna go show up to this thing at a bowling alley in full face paint and full gear at seven in the morning. At seven in the morning. That's dedication, and I got to respect that man. And on the flip side. His brother comes in, and it's almost like you don't even recognize Gold Dust because he's just plain clothes, and <laughs> he is completely bothered by his own brother for doing that. Like he's That's like, amazing. I, I, I don't understand why he's dressed up right I love now, that. which is great. Uh, I am going to go again back to my theory of it's time to up the game of uh, the Intercontinental Championship, and the mm-hmm. best way to do that, much to top East chagrin. It's Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan. I think it's going to be a moment where every wrestler in that ring is going to be knocked out. And it's going to be, because in my opinion, it should be, the match should just be Dolph Ziggler versus Daniel Bryan. That's going to be a match that will would be like, if given the amount of time that they would need, it could be the Ricky Steamboat, Ric Flair of our generation. Like Whoa, that wow. good of a match. Those two are that good. But I think we're going to get maybe a, like a 10 minute moment where it's Ziggler and Bryan and it's going to be just phenomenal. All the crowd's going to be going, yes, yes, yes. yes. Next up, we got two more matches, and then we are done with this S. What? Not with the podcast, but with oh. just a segment of wrestling. This is like the this makes up for the entire year. This wrestling podcast comes to fruition <laughs> once a year. <laughs> Sting versus Triple H in the singles match. The Stinger in the ring, actually wrestling for the first time in the WWE. It's a historic moment for W for wrestling fans. Uh, top shelf. He believes Triple H will win because. And I quote, mm. Sting is old. Oh, come on, man. So Toppy's going uh, Triple H. Nick, of course, being the contrarian, he's picking the Stinger. Yeah, that's what we want. 
Uh, so, Rev, what are you thinking? I'm totally going Stinger. I, I think that if he's, you know, I mean, he even said 14 years in the making for this. Yeah. There's no way they're not going to put him over. And Triple H, uh, he is the ultimate company guy. Oh, more, for sure. More ways than one. Yeah. Um, he married into it. Yeah. He's, there's, he knows when he needs to put someone over, and they know when mm-hmm. it's good for business. So, yeah, he's, that's definitely going to be a, a, a good one there. And I am almost certain that Triple H had almost everything to do with getting Sting to agree to do this. No different than getting. Triple H is the man that made Ultimate Warrior bury the hatchet with Vince and come back for How a that moment. How does that even happen, man? Triple H is a... I think that one day, and we're seeing it with NXT with the way he books that, because NXT is his baby, and a lot of wrestling fans enjoy NXT's product a little bit more than WWE's because it's just new, it's fresh, it's different. Wow. I, I think a lot of people were probably worried what, what's going to happen the day that Vince McMahon... Vince still has many years probably ahead of him, even though he's 70. I mean, the guy is just a machine. But I, I think the future is very bright with a man like Triple H. He's smart, and I, I bet you uh, – I don't have much money, but I think I have 30 bucks in my pocket. I bet you 30 <laughs> bucks that when he sat down with Sting and tried to work this contract out with him, he said, look, we'll give you your WrestleMania moment. You'll take me on. I'll make this match special, and you'll go over. Yeah. You know what I mean? How do you, you – you can't convince a guy like Sting after all these years to come – to the WWE and lose. Yeah, there's. I mean, even even if they're going to push something in uh, WrestleMania 32 and saying, "Hey, it's going to be Undertaker, it's going to be Sting," it's mm-hmm. still he's got to win this. He has to. And I don't think that they're going to pull a swerve on this no, match. On no. this match, I don't think that they're going to do that. The one thing, and we've interviewed Sting many years ago on the STP cast. The one thing, like he is not. He was never hated by the WWE, by Vince. I think he was always just respected for being loyal. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was never a situation where like there was animosity, I think, between maybe like you know a rivalry, a jealousy, maybe, sure. But I don't think Vince brought him in to F him over. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's not... He, that w- the, the WCW WWE wars are so gone. Like, there's no. In fact, sometimes I'm wondering why they even bring it up with Sting in general. Like, I think they. He it's just, just his history at this point, which I get, and and you're right. Um, but I think, and I'm of course thinking big picture. And, and if I was a Booker, <laughs> and if I was Triple H, this might have been the selling point. And I think this is why we don't see Sting versus Taker. You couldn't have Sting come in and lose in his first WrestleMania. It would be stupid. Yeah. All's, on the flip side, I don't think you could have Sting come in and lose to The Undertaker. Because yeah. it's almost like you're saying the big dog from back in the day is better than our big dog. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that would, I mean, even with that, I mean, next year, even if they do this, again, it's still going to be, everyone's going to say WCW versus WWF. Right. The two most loyal Back men. in the days. Yeah. The 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 flagships, really. Yeah. yeah. And, man, my like my total like wet dream out of this would be Sting versus Undertaker next year. All of the they they build as the main event, mm-hmm. and every all, like all of the all of the uh, superstars are. There's kind of a rumbling where it's kind of like, oh, nah, come on, man, this is supposed to be our time to build up, and it just turns into like the the everyone in the WWE trying to like crash. The crash the cool. ring, and then just the Undertaker and Sting saying, "We're not going to fight each other. We're just going to beat the crap out of all these guys and just go out and just be like, peace." That'd be all. It would also, <laughs> you know, be on the flip side, would be cool is if every wrestler came out and watched from the the entrance stage. Yeah, like one of those moments it, where they're just like, "We're yeah. we, we want to see what this is all about." They're, yeah, they 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 proclaim it as a lumberjack match, and it's like, yeah, because we just want to all watch this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they just have it a legit match, so there's no way anybody else could come in and just like, no, we're gonna keep everybody else out of this one. We want to watch these two old oh. guys. 
just beat the crap out of each other for a while. And I think that it's easier to sell the sting like, hey, look, we gave you your moment last year. You got to win. This year we're inducting you in the Hall of Fame, so that's your moment. But you're going to have to lose to The Undertaker. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like I could see that being a pitch when they were first bringing him in, and he's probably like, I could live with that. Putting them putting over clean. I yeah, can see it totally. Yeah, oh, yeah. And it would be a great moment. They both walk off. They shake their hands. Mm-hmm. All the wrestlers come out and give them a high five yeah. or whatever, carry them out. It would be pretty cool. That'd be awesome. All right. So did we all pick? Yep, we all picked. Everyone picked Sting except for Toppy, who's just being a douche. <laughs> uh, finally. And then we're done with the wrestling talk. The championship match. Brock Lesnar <clears throat> taking on Roman Reigns for the WWE Heavyweight Championship Toppy's pick, and you will not be surprised that he's trolling you, Rev. I know. He picks Brock Lesnar because, quote, because Rev hates him. (laughs) So Toppy's going Brock. Nick, on the other hand, must like you because he is going with Roman Reigns. Yeah, I mean, I know Brock's going to win, but I'm picking Roman Reigns because I'm never going to pick Brock Lesnar. Like, I just, I, I hate the man. And that's one of those things I was thinking about that driving in today, and I was like, man, if we like if we were talking to Brock as opposed to Bray, yeah, it would have been I I can't pull any punches with it, man. I'd just be like, you I know what? I don't like you. I don't like you. <laughs> and I, 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 I would hate to be that guy, but at the same point, I don't I don't want to lie. I wouldn't want to lie. I'd be like and it, and it's not because god that's the worst part it's not because of his his, his, his like character right it's just because of all the crap he's done over the years mm-hmm. and the fact that you said he's like yeah he's ultimate part time because if he, he doesn't is. get his way he walks and he did already at some point yeah like, i mean i was almost nervous that we wouldn't have rock at wrestlemania man i hope hornswoggle comes out with a with a tattoo on his chest of a dong and just is like oh yeah i'm i'm brock lesnar and then just gets whooped i hope it's just that i'd be totally okay with that i know everyone would hate it and it would be the worst pay-per-view ever rev would be happy and then they would lose all their subscribers for the network but it would be worth it for rev i would love it you know I, at first, I was always, I'm like, ah, oh, they're just going to give it to Brock. And, you know, I mean, right now, Roman, it, it's been an interesting ride watching Roman. I've been, re- I wanted that, I would have loved to have talked a little bit more with Bray Wyatt about it as a wrestler. How does he feel that sometimes the internet, the smart marks, the whatever you want to call them, mm-hmm. hijack the, the show and the vibe of the show because they're not happy with the direction that the WWE is going? Maybe. If they knew the big picture, they would be fine with it, but because it's not going the way they would like, and that's Daniel mm-hmm. Bryan being in the main event, which, hey, I'm a Daniel Bryan fan, biggest biggest one out there, and I would love to see him take on Brock. I think that match would be insane. David versus Goliath, mm-hmm. I think it would be a better w- WrestleMania, if you ask me, but it's not how it's not how it is. Roman's the guy, and I like Roman a lot, too, but fans are booing him. They're doing this. They're doing that, and it's like he's handling it pretty well. Like He's starting to get more confidence it's almost reminding me of, of The Rock back in the day when the WWE was trying to push this Rocky Maivia kid, and the fans were like, we hate him. Yeah. And he was a heel for a long time, and he won them over by being just a great heel, and then yeah. became a great babyface. I feel like we're about to see that with, oddly enough, one of his family members in Roman Reigns. Oh, they're really? I didn't even know that. They're cousins some oh, way, okay. shape, or form. They're all related. Like <laughs> The Samoan contingent seems to be very, like... yeah. Not all related, but they're all somehow close and connected. And mm-hmm. uh, uh, Roman's parents uh, is one of the wild Samoans from back in the day. Okay, uh, and then he's cousins with the Usos, and the Usos. Uh, I can't remember if it's Umaga or uh, uh, Rikishi. I think it's Rikishi is oh, their yeah. dad, and Umaga was their cu- their uncle. Okay, it's crazy. Um, but 
I feel like we're going to see the same thing over the next few years with Roman Reigns. Even though they want him to be the new John Cena in the sense of being the large-in-life babyface, mm-hmm. I don't think that's happening for him just yet. I'm almost thinking that there's going to be a swerve in this match, and Ooh. Paul Heyman is all of a sudden going to turn his back on Brock Lesnar and embrace... Yes, yes, yes. come on, Ro- Heyman. Which would be great. Come on, Paul. Wouldn't it be, dude, Roman Reigns would be the perfect guy for Paul Heyman because he's not all that great on the mic just yet. He's getting better. When he's when he's being himself and not like being wrestling man, like promo man, mm-hmm. I feel like he's good. Like when we had him on the show, I thought he was awesome. Yeah. And I think a guy like Paul Heyman could take him under his wing. Whether or not this happens, I think even just in in general behind the scenes, he could take him under under his wing and help him find his voice. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. Because that's what I would love to talk with uh, Bray Wyatt about. It's like, hey, what advice would you give to guys who don't seem to have found their voice yet on the microphone? Because. You have, and, mm-hmm. and and I think Roman, he's a fun guy to watch in the ring. It bothers me that the, that the, the t- and I say the TV crowd because when I went to the uh, the, the house show, mm-hmm. place went nuts for him. They they loved him. I yeah. mean, it's it's just something about when the cameras are on, I think it's almost like people want to hijack the show. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's definitely a thing. I mean, come on, look at it. It always bothers me. Yeah. I, I, it, it's always been like that. I mean, the signs are always fun and stuff like sure. that. But every once in a while, you get the the people who are like, like check me out because here's my sign. Yeah. And then later on, they like you know tweeting about it and stuff like that. The only time I mm. liked the hijack of a show was last year. So I'm being a hypocrite, but that's <laughs> what I do. Uh, when it was in Seattle and the crowd took over a segment and just an outpouring of love for Daniel Bryan. And he was in the ring just, like, geeking out as well. And, like, he was, like, trying to be cool about it. But they had to acknowledge it. I think that was one of those moments where, again, go back to the quote-unquote organic line that I hate so much. But that was one of those moments where it was like, this feels real. This doesn't feel like people are trying to become the stars of the show for the sake of becoming the stars of the show because they saw it happen with Daniel Bryan. They're trying to put over a guy that they really love, and they're trying to show— Serious passion. Yeah, how much they love this guy. And they're like, you can't ignore us right now. You're— In our hometown, yep. you're essentially in you know Daniel Bryan's home area, yeah. and then you're just like, we're gonna give him love, tough ass. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, so uh, that was one of the greatest experiences as a wrestling fan I've ever gotten to be a part of was being there front row or second row, whatever it was during uh, that that takeover. And, yeah, you know when the crowd. Cause I lost my voice. It's the first time I've ever lost my voice. It was granted That's awesome. Same weekend as a C- Seahawks game. That I was at against the Vikings, that's right. and then that, and by Tuesday it was it was the worst. All right, but that's our wrestling talk. That's our picks. Uh, hopefully, uh, everybody out there wasn't too bored by our wrestling conversation. I I love geeking out about wrestling, but there's a reason why we don't do it all the time because I understand that it's pretty polarizing. But yeah. I hope you can uh, give us a pass for one episode <laughs> that we geeked out about rest plus. We didn't have our, our two non-wrestling fans in here to keep us straight. So yeah. like, what are you going to get? That's like if BJ and Rev all of a sudden were the only two that showed up one morning. We'd just be talking about video walking games dead. and board games in Walking yeah. Dead. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's nobody trolling them like I do when we have those moments. I know. To, to rein us in. So let's get off the topic and let's do voicemails, emails, and text messages. Get up. Stop the messages from this TV. Communication from the douche on me. Wow. Communication from the douche on me. 
Oh, yes. And you, too, can leave a voicemail, an email, or a text message. There's no voicemails today. I think usually we get most of our voicemails leading up to the Tuesday. Yeah. I always notice that. I could, I'm on to your trends, people. I'm on to it. <laughs> I, I pay attention to the uh, the timestamps. I also noticed that Wednesday seems to be our most popular day for people to, po- to actually download the podcast and listen. Mm. At least according to the Stitcher stats. I can't get iTunes stats. No, iTunes doesn't let you do any of that. Secretive. God, it's so stupid. Right. Is there anybody else like, I don't know, just behind the scenes stuff? It's like, hey, what's your, what's your numbers? Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I don't, I know. don't know. Yeah. I know we have six <laughs> people listening on Stitcher. <laughs> Or right, maybe we a couple have more, more on iTunes. That. Yeah, a couple more than that. But you know, it's not like trust me. We're, yeah, we're right. like ranked like yeah. twenty five hundred, which I got twenty five hundred out of all the podcasts. That's not bad. That's pretty decent, yeah. man. Yeah, we're kicking ass. We're like the top. We're in the top three thousand. So rate us some more. Yeah. Listen to us on Stitcher every once in a while. Yeah, yeah. Give us a rating and uh, uh, what is it? Yeah, do do the five star thing on iTunes yes. and give a, a review. I heard that does something. I don't know what it. It does, supposedly but. helps. The it bumps us up in like searches and things like that. I don't know either. Right. I still haven't figured out why my the damn logo doesn't show up on our iTunes. Anymore. Still doesn't. Yeah, I don't oh, know. it did and it went away. Well, it shows up if you search for the show. Like if you're not a subscriber to the STP Cast, which what the hell's wrong with you? Why aren't yeah, you? Yeah, subscribe, guys. But if you go to, like and like you search, you'll see the STP Cast logo that our buddy Chris D made. Uh, yeah, Chris, I. I I never get to really give him a ton of love. Chris Dahl, uh, he listens to the, the podcast. He does all the logos that we've done for the STP cast from the, the douche, the, the, the Titanic douche one to yeah. the actual one, the Gutenberg one. <laughs> he just did a great uh, Photoshop rendering of the logo on the toaster, on the Facebook page. <laughs> he made the new Donkeys logo as well. Uh, not the Mighty Donks one, the the new one that we're wearing on our jersey. So, oh wow! I mean, I got to remember at some point. And Chris, maybe you know, toot your own horn, man. Put put a link to your website on uh, the STP Cast Facebook page. Uh, the dude is ridiculously talented. Like, and and the Mega Cast logo, he did that one as well. That one's and sweet. typically, it's like I either he hears something and does it, or I'll just like, hey, would you mind doing this? And like the minutes he's got it done, and it's better than uh, it's better than anything that could be done. In house, yeah, like, and I'm not taking a shot at anyone here, but like, it's yeah, major pops, Chris, man, that's the, the good dude stuff, is, dude. D- he's awesome. He's awesome. As far as everything that he's done has been just killer. I geeked out about the 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 mega cast one. Yeah, the mega cast one almost gave me chub. I ain't gonna <laughs> lie. Yuck, like, and okay. when I and when I sent it to Ted, like, I think it almost gave him chub too. Like. <laughs> It's weird wearing that shirt, and we wore it at the live event. It's weird wearing it when your face is on your own shirt. Yeah. My wife will never wear the shirt. She says it's just too strange to have you and Ted shirtless in underwear on a shirt. That's I'm like, awesome. what? He's your favorite guy besides me. Why wouldn't you want your two favorite men wearing shirts or on your shirt? Yeah. Uh, where is I even going with all this? I um, don't know. We've got emails track. and stuff. Yeah. And- no voicemails. Oh, uh, oh, the logo. I don't even know oh, yeah. why it won't show up on the damn uh, oh, yeah. iTunes. Like, <laughs> if you're subscribed to it, and like, you know how you have a list of like your favorites, like your little station of iTunes shows. Mm-hmm. All it says is just STP cast, like in like boring text. Mm. Uh, and we've tried everything on our end, and nothing's changed. And I've even sent messages to iTunes, and damn you, Apple. Then I hit a point where I'm like, it doesn't matter. Yeah, right. Who cares? As long as the show's being heard on iTunes, that's all I care about. Yeah. So, thank you for podcasting and and downloading and subscribing and reviewing. It's fun reading the reviews from time to time and mm-hmm. seeing that. I think we got like um, pretty much five stars on all the reviews except for like one where we got one star which I thought was funny and like somebody <laughs> just decided I'm going on there and I'm just going to 
poop on this podcast. Oh, well, thanks. Appreciate it. Uh, Rev, what do you want to hear since I told you that voicemails are definitely not an option? Uh, let's do some text. Text messages it is. All right. Again, 253-271-4STP. That's 253-271-4787. Or you can always uh, shoot us an email at stpcast at gmail.com. Text. First one just says, look at this photograph. Oh. Look at this, look at this photograph. Nah, I know what they're trying to do. <laughs> All right, next text. So stoked to hear Bray Wyatt. He's going to lose to The Undertaker, but it's going to be awesome. Kind of that. Yeah, I get that. <laughs> yeah, I think most people are thinking that as well. As as long as it's a good match, I don't care. I'm only I'm just mostly pumped about the entrance. Like he said, the entrance is such a big part of his character. I think it's going to be pretty phenomenal. All right, our last text. You guys should ask these questions to each other. <laughs> okay. And he sent us a link. Ooh, so questions. Too bad. I don't wonder if Toppy has... Uh, he probably doesn't have time. What do you think? I could, I could just ask him. Yeah, say, hey, do you have time to jump in for a second? Hey, Toppy, you got a time to jump in for a second? Oh, he's giving he us nods yes. His, yes. We're going to call him in not once, but twice. Well, while we wait... Look at this photograph! All right. All that's right. about it. You know, that's about all I could take, <laughs> too. Uh, we'll, we'll have to call him in twice, once for Facebook drama and once for this moment as well. Ooh. Uh, so, yeah, they sent us. What are you doing to us? Damn you, Rev. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, from the other side of the room, in a different position than usual, oh, Miss Doggy. Stretch oh. that out. I went Stretch doggy. It out. Yep, yep. Oh. Top shelf. What's up, my brother? Oh, you know, I'm a little bound up today. Yep. Tied. When BJ's not here, Toppy typically is in the other room running the board to make sure that our best of's run. Pressing properly. buttons. Yes, paying the bills. And, How, uh, you know. How's the show been going so far? Have we oh, been funny? It's been funny. It's been a great show. We're playing commercials right now. Oh. 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 Hey, guys. Shut up! It's time for the Ted Head Build Timeout yeah. on the this is, this is what happens when you're not here, Top Shelf. Right, and this is why I can't come in. I can't be gone for an hour away from the board. I right, mean, right. <laughs> and an hour of us geeking out about wrestling talk. <laughs> Which is fine. And I noticed uh, at one point you guys were very animated over here, and I looked over at the phones, and I saw that uh, the, the line was lit. So I assume your interview went fairly well. It went great. The Good. new face of fear, Bray Wyatt, joined us, and he was awesome and trippy and scary. And uh, have you gone over your picks yet, or is that Yeah, yeah we did we all did. those. Okay. I was going to say, spoiler alert, I picked the guy, didn't I, or did I? No, you picked, uh, you. yes, you did pick him because the Rev would pick Undertaker. You basically picked Undertaker, any- right. Yeah, you picked you, everybody you opposite Rev. of me, <laughs> you jackknob. I think there's like two that uh, everybody just ended up picking. Right. That we'll be yeah. even on, but the rest of it, it's either I'm going to totally win or you're going to totally win. There's <laughs> no opposite on that end. One of us is going to be top, one of us is going to be bottom. Except Wait. for that one that you made mm. us pick that's like 20 guys or right. something. And I picked the guy that's not even confirmed to be in it. <laughs> I was afraid of those wild guys. Card. There was like five or six yeah, of those. I'm I like, eh, I'll go with someone who's at least in it. I love you picked Miz. <laughs> yeah, because he's on the real world. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Least, and the least, year I went undefeated, he came through for me. And, That's right. Yeah. yeah. At least you're consistent. Cena. That's right. He oh. beat Cena that year. He shouldn't Did be beating Cena. I think that was the year that he beat Cena. He should never beat Cena. Cena wears aqua a lot, doesn't he? These days, yes. I see him in aqua a lot. Aqua. Green. He wears, he wears very yeah. bright colors. Yeah, aqua like, and salmon. <laughs> 
red, like a stark red. No, that would be like vermilion. Oh, that's a good one. Alizarin crimson. Vermilion's a a a crayon, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's how I know that one. I know alizarin crimson because that was a paint. uh, That was a paint that Bob Ross used. The guy's just gonna use a little alizarin crimson. I just like saying alizarin crimson. Yes. He's a happy little squirrel on this happy little tree. (laughs) You ever use the word crayon, Steve? Or do you say crayon? Crayon. Crayon. Yeah, I say crayon. Crayon. <laughs> he just smushes it together. Yeah. Crayon. Like, I don't know. Now like that I'm thinking about crayon. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't like the extra syllable. You know, crayon. I'm busy. Crayon. Crayon. If I was BJ, I'd say it's a C. Yep, it's just a cray cray. Cray cray. It's a, it's a cur. You're using your cray. <laughs> just craying oh it up. God. Did you sharpen your crays? No. Yikes. All right, well, I, we brought you in. We're going to bring you in again for Facebook drama, so oh, be prepared. Excellent. Yes. Stay, on, stay on the edge of your seat top shelf. Okay. But, uh, in another hour, I'll be in here. Yes. <laughs> if everything goes according to plan. Yes. Uh, uh, this website, someone sent us a link on text that said you should ask each other these questions, and it's from uh, glassdoor.com, which sounds kinky. Glass bottom? Mm-hmm. The ten weirdest, okay. the ten weirdest interview questions this year. Oh, so nice. let's try and go through a couple just to kind of see what kind of answers we like get. Like job interview. Uh, yeah, I guess companies ask crazy questions in job interviews. Okay. To see how you think on your feet. So the answer really isn't important. It's more just to see what kind of like thought process you're going through as you're being interviewed. So first question: mm-hmm. What would you do if you were the one survivor in a plane crash? Are you asking one specifically? Or no, just, just throw it out there for I, I would uh, start building my uh, colony, my city. What? Well, you're not the only one. Well, you're not the only person living. Oh. Yeah, well, if, if this is like in a live situation, <laughs> I guess I'm going to start barbecuing uh, the uh, the dead ones. <laughs> okay. If I got to survive. The medics show up from the plane, the scene of the crash, like, are you okay? I'm the only one here. No, I thought I was like a uh, like castaway. Lost. Yeah. I thought I was castaway. Oh. I ain't gonna lie. I probably uh, pillage through people's luggage. Okay, so you're saying I just crashed on the tarmac of SeaTac. Yeah, and craps everywhere. Right. So you half kn- the people are dead, and I'm not one that's not. Your wife Jackie's waiting to pick you up, so you know she's <laughs> crying because she thinks you're dead. Right. But you're not because I not. took her luggage. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Why did you take the yeah, pink I told luggage? Him not to take it. Well, it's that way he knows it's his. It is. It's pink. Uh, yeah, it is. Tiger stripe. I was about to say, there's yeah, actually kind of like a leopard print on it. But <laughs> hey, you can see it across the yeah. entire airport. Right. Yeah. So it's yeah. Good. Michelle's luggage is uh, leopard striped or see, leopard it's print. Brilliant. Perfect. Yeah. It, that's why I want to get one with my face on. And it. most dudes aren't going to be taking that too. Like they're not right. going to be taking that one. Bro, that's mine. Right. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, in this scenario, then I guess uh, I, I guess I'm helping people, but they're all dead. Oh, except for me. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, then I'm... You're not getting the job because you don't listen to the question. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing then. Why, I mean, what would you do? I'd, I'd See, I'm not getting the job. find my car and drive home. Because I would take people's stuff. I would, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'd, I'd at least it's go through their... It's burned, though, probably. Well, wouldn't you go through their wallets and at least get some change? Oh, my God. No. They're oh. dead. <laughs> no, see, along the same lines as you... you the money. I wouldn't go that far because that's that's a little immoral. <laughs> I probably slightly. wouldn't get the job if I say I'm stealing. Remember, Steve's somehow. a watch guy too. He'd be going for watches. Oh, he would. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I go for all jewelry at this point. I'll be rocking a pearl necklace if I had okay. to. Yeah, you would. Hey yo, right. I think I'd be booking uh, TV and book deals. Oh yeah, I, that's I how survived the plane. That's crash. how I would get my money. Ooh, that's good. Yeah, I would be okay. like, yeah, if you want you want to interview me, you got to make it worth my while. Oh, you got your uh, phone in your pocket. Do you start shooting video? Of all oh. the dead people? Yeah. Of anything. Oh, yeah. Uh, I guess you have first-hand vid- video footage right. and you sell yeah. it. Yeah. If you're t- yeah, I'd do yeah. that. 
Wow. So I think based on our answers, the Rev would get the job. I would do that, that before I would take their wallets, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> wallets. <laughs> you're still you're still you're still cashing in on their death. Right. Yeah, but it's a little better. Maybe. Mine's mine's less work. Oh my god. Plus you that never know. It's like more work, man, because you had to rifle through that stuff. You, how much in their credit cards. How much time are you gonna have to go through all this stuff before like the uh, emergency uh, vehicles show up and such? I'm- He's got time. They're way out on the edge of the runway. Yeah, oh, all right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but I do have to make sure to check their pulse. I don't want to take someone's money that's still alive. Okay. Yeah. Oh, or yeah, if someone has a really nice watch, are you gonna kill him just to make sure? <laughs> I ain't going to say I'm not. <laughs> well, okay then. What have you guys been doing this morning in here? We honestly spent the last hour talking about wrestling. <laughs> yeah, talking about wrestling. God. And uh, after talking with Bray, who's a creepy MFer anyway. Yeah. So I think we're just going down the dark road because of it. All right, here's another question. Uh, I'm just going to. What's your favorite 90s jam? Uh, Blue Monday orgy. Yeah. <laughs> Might as well just say that because, I mean, come on. I don't know why the first thing that came to mind is Pearl Jam. Uh, I'd probably go like alive, even though it's like such a. Like, I don't know. It's just such a great song. That's pretty solid, man. Um, 90s jam. What's your 90s jam, yo? Um, Salt and pepper's here, and we're in effect. I'm so Pushing. stuck in the 80s. Mm. How about uh, how about Helmut? That was the 90s, right? Oh, like in the meantime? Yeah, or unsung. unsung. In the meantime. I'll go with that. That's a good call. The whole album in the meantime. <laughs> I downloaded that song on accident back in the 90s because I thought it was the space hog. (laughs) And then I'm like, this is not that song, but it's pretty badass. All right, I'll keep it. Helmet. Uh, If you woke up to 2,000 unread emails and you can only answer 300, how would you choose them? Customers first, then the boss, and then coworkers. That's how I would prioritize them. Wow, good answer, I guess. I mean, if I'm That's, trying to get a job, no, you're right. My, I was thinking, you know, how on Yahoo, it could say you could filter it so it's only the people that are on your contact list. Yeah, I'd do something like that and only answer the people <laughs> I know. This is hard, man. I don't like these questions. <laughs> how are you going to get the job? Toppy hasn't done an interview in 25 years. He doesn't know no, what the hell to do. Four years. Oh, sorry. I, uh, I, <laughs> I, I, I see his first thought immediately goes to like customers and crap, and I'm like, I don't know. I mean, it's. The I'm first thinking personal one. email, that's, that's, so I'm not even in the right mindset. Toppy would go with, with whoever's girl's names come up. I, I would delete the la- the oldest 700 and start from there. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I'm just going to delete these emails. Yeah, the last 700, because you said I can only answer 300 of them. Yep. So I went on a weird uh, email purge. Yeah, two days ago, my account was getting full. What does that, that mean? Yeah, yeah I, I only have 50,000 emails. <laughs> no, I'm actually under 100,000 now. Oh, my God. I got it under 100,000. 100,000. You're the reason why yeah. I have to delete, like, years' worth of emails I from deleted, my system. I didn't even look at them. I deleted two years' worth of emails. Look the first at you. two years of our show oh God. are gone. Wow. That you means Jared's completely purged from your life. It oh. was weird seeing emails from, like, Jared. Remember uh, intern Derek? <laughs> yeah. I saw gone. a lot of emails from him. It was weird, dude. Uh, of course, a lot of double R emails right yeah. there. Yeah, he uh, lasted a few more years, though. Yeah, I still got a couple more years before he's <laughs> completely wiped from my memory. Yeah. Um, sure. Next up, if you had a machine that produces $100 a day for life, what would you be willing to pay for it today? Ooh. What would I be willing to pay for it today? $100 really a day, did you say? Yeah. Oh, they're looking That's at cost-benefit analysis right there, yeah. so... Mm. Like I would probably do, I it, it I would do the math and try to figure out something like that. But I mean, you know, put it on a credit card, five thousand bucks. Sure, I mean that'll right. get it out there. Like I'd pay five thousand. I'd probably maybe pay ten thousand. Would you give him your car? Yeah, that's easy. 
My car isn't great. Yeah, I mean, I was trying to think of like possession wise, like would I give him my Camaro? Ooh, because that's I would. You could eventually get I mean, a new one. Dollars a day is a lot. That's right. a lot of, of money of money that you don't like. That's not your paycheck. That's not anything. That's just money you could just put right into savings and buy a new car in a couple of ye- in a couple of months. That's essentially thirty six thousand dollars, like you a know, year. give or take a year. Oh, good math. Thirty six thousand a year. Oh, Ooh. that's not that much. It's not that much, but, but it's a lot. I mean, it's a, it's enough to exist on. And if which you're is great. if you're just getting it, I mean, and take away like taxes and stuff like that. Yeah, it's you tax can, free. Too. Yeah, you can just put it into the bank and okay. just let it sit there. I mean, or, eventually you're going to be able to pay for it, like anything. And if that's for your lifetime, I could go to a strip club every day. I would give every you my every day. I would give you my second. Greatest possession, which is, you know, obviously first being the house financially. Your, your wife? You're going to give up your oh, wife? Okay, we're not talking about that. <laughs> I give you the car. The car. Camaro. Nice. I give you the Camaro. Yeah. Wow. I'm trying to think of what See, I don't. I don't have anything that would be as awesome as that car. Yeah. So it would just be kind of like, yeah, well, I'll pay you money. I'll give up my new uh, uh, bedroom furniture. We got new furniture. Well, yes. Dude, it's almost the price of a damn car. Oh, yeah. God, I know. Furniture, yeah. man. Yeah, I was just looking two- for a couch, and I'm just like, there's nothing There's nothing decent under like $600. Oh, mm. dude. And, and, and yeah. I'm looking at other places, and it's a lot more than that. But Sometimes like, you got to go even like a couple thousand to yeah, get a nice yeah. couch. Yeah, I'm I cheap. Got, I can't do that. Talk, talk to me on this podcast. He's got I his got Russian a, friends. I got a Russian friend on 99. Right. It's true. And Ted I, went there and Ted got a couch, there. and it's yeah. a nice couch. Yep. All right, yeah, we're talking. And it's not at all shady. Um, <laughs> it's not. Well, yeah, of course I not. I mean, it's just weird. It's not shady. Right. But it is weird. It's borderline fell off the truck from the stories I've heard. <laughs> well, they have good deals. All right, right. then. <laughs> at least you know it fell off a furniture truck. Yeah. Uh, you know what? On the phone, this is even one of the questions, but if I was doing the interview, my follow-up would be, what would be... What would you use that hundred dollars to spend on today? Like uh, you know, every well, day you, you, already said, you already said strip clubs. Yes, of course. I would uh, absolutely go to the strip club, if, especially if I was single. I'd be going every day. That would be my stripper fund. I would probably give myself something for, if not at the end of the week, maybe just like, all right, well, here's. I would give myself something to spend that on each time. Have a goal for each of those. So it would be like, okay, well, I want you know a new car. How long is this going to take for me to get that? Save up for that. But what about today? Like today, you get that someone just hands you my hundred today, and you have to spend it today. Today, uh, I would probably go to Five Guys. Nice. Uh, get and then get a video game. I don't know what video game, but I'd browse like Best Buy or something. And so get a that's video like game. sixty plus lunch. Yeah, sixty plus lunch. Mm. Toppy, what about that's you? That's pretty much all of it. Yeah, um, I would do. Let's see. Do I need gas right now? Oh, that's a good point. I got some for you. Um, I know you do. Mm. I might actually lose. That's why I haven't farted at all today. I'm, wow. I'm still uh, <laughs> I'm still really high on my uh, chessboard. I need oh, to buy yeah. some things Are you going to get the booby, the boobies balls? Excuse me? Oh, the booby balls. See, that take up the whole hundy right there. So that's like 80 bucks and shipping. Can I buy those tomorrow? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Toppy found on eBay a bunch of pool balls that have boobies on them. Yeah, like, like 70s porn pool balls. Like I found like sexy chick ones before, but these are full on build as topless billiard balls. Yeah. Wow. Even the eight and the Q and they're all different chicks. That's hilarious. In there and they are used. Ugh. What why? It's you not Purell like, those man. It's not I love how we <laughs> those all have go been down in, that road. those have been in places that you do not want to know about. You don't not know? only are these pool oh. balls, but they're the world's largest beads. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think somebody somebody tried to lay egg with one there of them. There are at least. no brown ones. <laughs> yeah, that you know of. There's not. I saw the picture. What about like uh, off, like uh, off white 
Yeah. Stop it. Pearl. Like a pearl. I'll white. buy those yeah. tomorrow. Today, because I've been waiting for, I've been busy the last couple days and haven't gotten home till dark. Mm. So today I am going to the craft store and I am buying a few things and I could probably spend about 100 bucks on that stuff today. I'm almost so. just. Crafts. What crafts. kind of crafts would you buy? I need to buy a big piece of uh, felt, uh-huh. felt Jesus. that's about four and a half by are you, are you, three and a half are feet. Are you building your own pool table? I no, heard... I'm building my own chessboard. Oh, yeah. It's just going to look Jesus like a football Christ. field. <laughs> God, I love your projects, yeah. man. I got to make yeah. some stencils, too. God, man, the, I love your, I love your uh, bog monster. Mm-hmm. I love your... The, like, how I didn't make that. I know you didn't make it. You painted it, though. I did. Toppy's like a real-life version <laughs> of Willy Wonka. Yeah, yeah. Not candy, just like weird little... Like crafts, yeah, yeah. yeah. Toppy Wonka projects. It, it keeps you out of the dark places in your mind. You know, you go and you do goofy, weird stuff, and you go to your own little stupid world. Dude, that's what I do. That's some that's some knowledge right there. Yeah, like, it's true. I know you're joking, like, but like you're, I'm not though. But you're, but you're not. Right? Yeah, <laughs> that's, that, that that goes. Like, we've always said that. Like in the past, like someone's like, "Hey, I'm dealing with a breakup, or I'm dealing with this," and it's not the answer to that's going to be the thing that's going to make you turn the corner. But if you're depressed. I always say, do something fun. Yeah. Find something that you love to do. It could be, like, I talked to somebody who was just uh, on Snapchat, a, a rockaholic, and I think he's a Titanic douche as well, and he was dealing with a divorce, and I'm like, ah, oh, man, there's nothing that is going to be said that's going to make it better. Time will heal, and I know it's easy to say that, but- I know. Because <laughs> time, it goes really slow yeah, when you're trying to heal. Yeah, week when you're in that oh. place. But if you rent a stupid comedy, watch a movie, go bowling, build a- a giant chessboard. You know yep. what I mean? Like, watch wrestling for me. Go the, shoot zombies at virtual sport, man. Dude, great point. <laughs> Do yeah. things, be around your friends. If you can't find time to be around your friends and you're stuck by yourself, then find things that are funny and and and, and they, at least they're going to help you get through the day. It ain't, ain't going to make you feel... At, at the end of the day, you're still going to be depressed. You're still going to be sad. I get it. But at least you're not going to be dwelling on the sadness. Yeah, it's a, it's a good escape. So Yeah. Escapism. So I have to buy a big piece of felt, and so I have to buy some little. um, I want to find some little wood things to be the bases for my pieces. This is a very weird question, and we'll make this wow, Rev. You you gambled and you didn't lose. I gambled, did lose. Look at that. Find something fun like farting. Uh, (laughs) Last question, because I don't want to keep Toppy here. And next thing you know, we're off the air. Uh, Hello. If you were blind, oh no, wait, not if you were blind. What would you describe the color yellow to somebody who is blind? Mm. Um, That's tough because, you know, you can all just do the blue is cool, red is The warm. warmth of the sun on your face. It's Someone who's never seen probably is where you're going with this. Yeah. yeah. So I would say, like, just it's like when you don't have a lot of water in you and you drink a lot of energy drinks. No. No. It's, that's the feeling of yellow? I don't know. It's That's the color it looks when you pee. It's very yellow. <laughs> there is no way. How, how do you describe yellow to someone who's never seen color? I just told you, man. This is a job the interview question. Your face. Yes. Yeah. I don't know if I'd want that job. Yeah. I mean, this is a stupid <laughs> you question, You would just be man. like, yeah, I don't want this I job. I just want to deliver the damn pizzas, dude. <laughs> Bro, all I'm looking to do, yeah, is <laughs> I just want to <laughs> bake, a, bake a cake, and that's it, and, and decorate it. You want me now to describe what the color yellow is to someone who's blind? Like, when is that going to come in? That's tough. I don't know. It's just about trying to push people's buttons to see how they react, I think, to questions. Yeah, see, now you're, I, I would I'd start getting angry. I'd just be like, I don't know. Really? Like, when is, 
Mike, can really? you validate me? So I right. go. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Top shelf, you're a great person. I'm getting $100 a day anyway. Screw you. Yeah. I don't need this <laughs> job. I got 36 grand coming in a year. That's, yeah. yeah. I can I, live on that. I can find a better job that doesn't ask stupid questions. <laughs> all right. Well, that's all of our text messages, Rev. Oh. There's a guy in a booth and he goes by Steve, the producer. He'll read your texts and emails and play your pathetic calls. Now let's swing to the symphony of the message bag. The message bag. Don't forget to uh, <laughs> submit your pictures of your pet on Pick My Pet. Did it. Uh, today, when we're taping this, which is a Friday, is the first day that you can submit it. So, Oh, I did it yesterday, and I got approved. So I know I did, too, but that was for- I saw this for, post, by the way. This is hilarious. Yeah, apparently, <laughs> it, it says like it goes till the 19th. That means even if they get a submission on the 19th, that counts for the 19th. Crap, I used one of my fake yeah. pets. You and Steve both. Son of an ass. I have two submissions for the week of the 12th through the 19th. <laughs> Damn it. Because I thought I was like, all right, day one. Yeah. Luckily, now I got Sid involved, so she sent me seven pictures of Lulu that are awesome. Oh, there wow. you go. So I got one with a Seahawks jersey that I think I'm going to use this week. Nice. Well, by the time you're listening to it, it's, it's probably already posted. This so. week. Yeah. Yes. So don't forget to do that. It's our big STP cash challenge. Uh, we're looking to see who can get their pet as pet of the week before anybody else. Have you started working on the other challenge yet? Oh, the fart one? Putting one in the in the f- audio banks? Not for, yet. Uh, I haven't either. No, we'll hopefully get that going for next week's uh, STP cast. Oh, no. so. you gotta, got a couple of weeks to figure this I out. i got to do some stretching or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Get the things flowing. Now, when we do that, <laughs> <laughs> I think we should load all of our farts. Yeah. That doesn't sound right. Right. We should, and then put them in the system. And From then, the rear. And then we got to bring somebody in who's not a member of the podcast. Right. Yeah. Okay. Like, I don't know, Jason in production or anybody. Ryan Castle. Sure. And we got to see if they can make if they can correctly guess it, and maybe we'll have like a bottle of booze if they get it right. Ooh! Wow! Wow! Yeah, You're giving some incentive. Well, I mean, I got like airplane bottles in the car in the office, or uh, I got what, a bottle of beer. What about I mean, like a really big can of like uh, baked beans? Ooh, uh, that's a good idea. <laughs> it's cheaper. Mm-hmm. Well, I was just going to grab what's in our office. Yeah, we already have oh, yeah, well, free. Yeah, yeah free. Yeah. Nothing cheaper than free. Worst case scenario, just go down to the market in our kitchen and then like buy like. <laughs> Chef Boyardee. Here's four bucks. Yeah. Anything you want. Yeah. <laughs> That's the max. Unless you want to put more on the card. Yeah. Uh, emails. Since we have no voicemails, let's get going on that. Um, first one says, hey, Mr. T has a new show, and it looks sweet. He's doing home renovation, and it's called <laughs> I Pity the Tool. Mm-hmm. Ha ha. That's good. I was like, I didn't even know that this is actually happening, and I, and I came across and found the audio. Uh, apparently, it's on the DIY network. And it sounds like it's one of those usual house renovation shows, except it's Mr. T that comes to your house, <laughs> who, quick side note, was the weirdest. We got to interview him when I worked at the end on Andy Savage's show. It was like an um, amazing moment. Clever Lang is in studio doing an interview. Oh, I'm guessing studio. I saw him that same day. Probably. Yeah. And he needed headphones. So I, at the time, I wasn't on the mic a lot. Like, I was bouncing around. And I didn't, so I'm like, yeah, use my headphones. And then he leaves. And then I come back in, I think maybe to play beat the producer or something was going on. So I had to put the headphones back on. My headphones were drenched. Ooh. That guy, sw- there's nothing grosser. I, I can't even put it in. I, it's like trying to describe yellow to a blind person. I can't <laughs> describe what it feels like to Ooh. put on headphones that have been just sweating by Squish. another grown man. Ooh. So even though it was Mr. T, you weren't cool with it? 
that did make it a little bit easier to bear. Like, I ain't going to lie. Like, I didn't, like, throw them and, like, curse people out. But it was weird. Uh, yeah, it's just, like, soggy. Yeah, I almost, uh. like, I have Mr. T's DNA in me now. That was not the right thing to that say. That is not at all. Let's listen to a clip. Uh, <laughs> this is the promo for I Pity the Tool. Hello, I'm Mr. T. I want you to join me on DIY Network on my new show, I Pity the Tool, where I'm going back to Chicago to help families reestablish themselves, fix up their homes. I'm going to be smashing, bashing, knocking down things, tearing down things. Then I'm going to build it up, oh. helping families to rebuild their homes. I'm watching this. I watched the little video clip, and uh, he looks good. He looks because he's old. He's got to be mid sixties. He looks great. Sixties yeah. or seventies. He's in great shape. Yeah. Even when he came in, remember when he came in? I think he was wearing like sweatpants and a track shirt. Like and that was those, like twelve years ago. Probably that's a good right? point. He was yeah. younger and that was a long time ago. Dude, it's probably more than twelve years. Uh, yeah, it probably was. It probably was more like fifteen. I remember we heard him like down the hall. Like, he was just such a loud, larger-than-life individual. Like, we're on the air, and I'm like, Mr. T's here. And like, how do you know? I'm like, I can hear him down the hall <laughs> walking to us. It was was so he cool. preaching? Was he all about the Jesus when you were talking Absolutely. to him? Yeah. Yeah, he was very, very religious. I, I ran into him over at the uh, 710 Cairo. I think it was, was the Dor- Dave, Oh, Dory Monson. I think it was Dory Monson. Yeah. Um, wow. And I remember just being, or was it Kennedy even? I can't remember now. I feel like it might have been the Kennedy days. I could see him on Kennedy. I don't. That'd be really weird to see him on Dory. Yeah, I think he did both <laughs> now that because it was the same room. Oh yeah, basically. Uh, but uh, I remember being disappointed and a little uh, visually shocked that he wasn't wearing jewelry. Yes, he wasn't wearing any. It looked weird. That he it just didn't feel right. Right. Yeah. I remember having the B. A. Baracus uh, doll, <laughs> the eighteen action figure. Uh huh. It was like he had all the freaking jewelry on. It was, was it a, plastic, like yeah, part like, of his body? Yeah. It didn't come off. It was on the mold. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it was badass. But his I, clothes came off probably. Whoa. No. Oh. But I had the B.A. Baracus, uh, not the B.A., I had the Clubber Lang doll uh-huh. action figure, sorry, mm-hmm. for Rocky, and that was cool because I turned him into a wrestler. <laughs> right. Well, he essentially was. was I remember was a him. wrestling action figure. I remember him yeah. on the side of one of the, it may have been WrestleMania, right in that time when he was playing with the wrestling guys, and he had that bar that bends in the middle. Yeah. And he was like, you, you know, it's like a like a hand flexor, only it, it's a long bar with two handles, and you you bend it. I just remember that vision in my head. I would love to sit down <laughs> and chat with Roddy Piper about his opinion of Mr. T. It's not very positive. Oh, no. Like, not he at hated all. the guy. Heard a few clips. He hated that he was a part of <laughs> WrestleMania. He yeah. hated all that stuff. Uh, I, that be- I, I love that Roddy body slammed him in a boxing match, though. Yep. That yeah. was the best. There was like legit heat between the two of them at that. I don't too, doubt it either. Which is unbelievable. Like that that was like this is a wild card. Like they actually had like I think Hogan had to like convince Mr. T to be a part of it because he was so pissed at Piper. Like it was like some serious drama going on behind the scenes. That's awesome. I remember when I had the action figure of Clubber <laughs> Lang. <laughs> yeah. I had two of them. Sure. I don't know how I got two, but I, I turned them into a tag team. And it was they were the Lang brothers. They were twins. Ooh. It was Clubber and Bubba. Clubber and Bubba Lang. <laughs> this is a good stoner question. Uh-oh. If uh, any actor could have a twin and do movies with him, who would you want it to be? Oh, man. That's a really good question. Jesus. Like two rocks or two Mr. T's or whatever. Two Matt Damon's maybe too badass. <laughs> but that would be pretty sweet. Oh. Two Statham's. And two they, Statham's. And they, uh, they, there's a divide at some point in, their, in the movie where then they, one goes bad and the other one stays good. 
And then it's just the final <laughs> scene is them beating the living piss out of each other. And there you really, go. There's no winner because it's Jason Statham. Times and th- two. Then they have a real falling out in real life, and so they split their own ways. So there's Jason Statham and Jack Statham. Yeah. And they each do the exact same thing, only one of them is really bad at it. <laughs> <laughs> like Jack is a really bad actor, really, when it comes down to it. That would be but awesome. he looks exactly like Jason Statham. And, and Jason hates it because <laughs> Jack's been like all these movies right. and like in the in the trailers they never say they just say Statham is. <laughs> Statham. It sounds like a Gallagher bit. <laughs> Statham too. <laughs> Statham is the watermelon crusher. It's like uh like uh Canseco's, you know. Oh, you're right. I Jose forgot there was another Jose. Who's the brother's Canseco. name? I can't think of it. It was Felipe. like Ziggy or uh uh Ozzy. Ozzy. Yeah. Had a Z in it. Uh, this one says, watch this. It's high lair e us. And he sent us a clip of a 15-year-old that thinks he's 13 again after he got his wisdom teeth pulled. Let's check Trust out the me, I'm 13 years old, man. Son, oh, how old are you short again? 13. Cole, look at me. You're 15. Yeah, you're not 13. You're 15. Love you. Baby, you're 15. Love you, brother. I'm 13. Baby, you're 15. Oh. <laughs> How long was I in there? How long was I in there? <laughs> oh my goodness gracious. I'm afraid to ever do any of these like medical procedures that involve me going under. Like I I I don't know if I want my wife around. Like, you think she's like, just going to totally just ask you like she's going to realize that. that there's no filter. She's just going to ask you all the questions. But I don't think I'm going to give real answers. I'm going to give like these weird like imaginary world answers and that might freak her out. Yeah. My imagination is very disturbing. Rev and I will drive you home. Oh yeah, I would be much rather that because I know you guys would have fun at my expense. No. But and at be... the very least, we'll, sh- we'll a, we probably won't get mad at any of the answers. <laughs> right. And B, we'll show you the video afterwards right. after we post it on the internet. Oh, That's yeah. fine. <laughs> you know what? Eventually, I'm gonna have to do the thing with the thing yeah. where you have to get put out. You know, like the colonoscopy or whatever it is. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. jelly fingers. No, that they I don't do. put you out for that. But oh, the one where you they come... let you enjoy that. <laughs> right. That one we want to be sober for. Oh. It's too mm. good to be high. I know, yeah. Yeah, I feel like that would be a brilliant idea. When I do it, you guys can pick me up and and, oh, perfect, and, and yeah. film me. That would be awesome. Yeah. yeah. One of us will drive and one of us will film. Yep. Absolutely. Oh, well, yeah. I'm 13. <laughs> Steve, 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 you're yeah. not 13. No. Grandma, why are you watching me masturbate? <laughs> uh, this got weird. Let's get him out of the car. <laughs> Steve, God. Steve, stop peeing. That's the suit of armor. That, my friend, is all of our emails. All right. Wait, what else do we do now? Uh, it's time for Facebook drama. And then Whoa. we're going to get the F out of here. It's a toppy. Quick, before Heracliff gets here. Days, I think he's already here. The Ryan's here. I don't know. Oh, yeah, Ryan's there's here. always been one thing. Ryan barely stays in the studio when he's doing the show. <laughs> I saw, all I saw was a beard walking by. And that thing has always yeah, been a left Facebook. Sorry, Ziggy, we're walking all and over now, your intro. Muchachos, it's okay. Les Steve, de los producer, shall bring us the best of the drama from the Facebook. I don't know why. Cowbell. Like cow- it needed some cowbell. All right, Facebook drama. It's our opportunity to point out some of the stupidity that happens on Facebook and turn it into a public service announcement so that people will stop posting stupid stuff on Facebook. This week, the person who made the post is Jerry. Top Shelf, you will play the role of Jerry. Okay. I will be Michelle, and Rev, you will be Mariah. Nice. Like Mariah Carey? Well, I know that's how you're picturing it. Yeah. They both have Imagine a similar... me and Mariah. Yeah, we got about the same top. <laughs> oh, Mariah. 
All right, that's all I know. Whoa. All right, Toppy, take it away. I can't deal with this today. So sick of these fake-ass people. Just in case you're wondering, yeah, I'm talking about you, Mariah. I'm done carrying your ass. Uh, That's not cool or professional to do, Jerry. You're going to regret posting that. Just looking out for you. Hashtag be careful. Jerry, are you sure you want to do this? You're really going to call me out publicly? Even after I tried, even after you tried grabbing my ass the night of the Valentine's Day party? Hmm, let's see here. You want me to talk about what type of porn you were caught watching on a company computer? Should I go there, Jerry? And Michelle, just stop it. Stop acting like you care. Mariah, you think that just because you slept with a few guys from the LA convention, your doesn't stink? You're a liar! I never was busted watching porn. I never grabbed your ass. <laughs> You're a mid-40s hack who can't cut it in the real world. So instead, you sleep your way to the top. You're a real class act. You have nothing on me but empty assumptions. Hashtag corporate ho. Why are you guys doing this to each other? You're both scaring me. Calm down. I don't know why this thread is making me so sensitive, but I'm tearing up reading this. (laughs) We must stop all this hatred on Facebook. You guys are hurting me and hurting my heart. Hashtag saddened. Hashtag painful to read. Hashtag No offense, Michelle, but mind your own f***ing business. I don't know much about you, but what I do know, I don't like. You act like you give a but in reality, you love watching the drama unfold. You're a starter, and I get why Todd left you. I know it was you who made up the rumors about me sleeping with the guys from L.A. I can't prove it, but I know it was you. You're a passive, aggressive troll, and I hope those photos from Todd's party surface. Then everyone will know the real you. Mariah, you snort coke at every party! Nobody takes your words seriously! (laughs) Speak the truth, Michelle! Hashtag coke whore! <laughs> wow, that's a heavy one right there. Whew. And that, my friends, is another fine edition of the STP cast. Even though BJ's on vacation, look at this. We came, we brought it, we conquered, we're done. Yeah. yeah. Don't forget WrestleMania 31 happening in Santa Clara at that new big stadium. That's going to be epic. Watching The Undertaker come out, watching all the fireflies with Bray Wyatt in that giant stadium. I cannot wait. Again, watch WrestleMania on Sunday. Get the WWE Network. You can watch it for just $9.99. And plus, you get all the access to all the stuff that they have every month for that price. It's well worth it. I have it, and I love it. Or you can get it on pay-per-view. Thanks to Bray Wyatt for joining us. Follow him on Twitter. Uh, His Twitter handle is at WWE Bray Wyatt. Let him know that you loved him on the STP cast. Yeah. That would be pretty killer. So for Top Shelf, The Rev, and Mono Nick, even though he's not here, I'm Steve. (laughs) CSTP cast, stay positive and suck it. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.